0: On today's episode of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, we're going to discuss the first 12 road games for the Florida Panthers where there were around 500 and what has been the difference in these last 14. We're also going to talk about the latest on the Florida Panthers pursuit in the trade deadline, which is 11 days away. And in the final segment of the show, we are going to preview tonight's matchup against the Philadelphia Flyers where they'll be playing one home game before heading off to the West Coast, and a Canadian trip as well after that. All on today's episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. welcome in this Thursday, March 10th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Ramon DeVelez from PantherParkway.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore F-L-A Panthers. And thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen today. the day. You can also follow the national show Lockdown H O. And the Cross Check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So, in this month of March, we have a rare home game for the Florida Panthers playing against the Philadelphia Flyers. But the emphasis for the Florida Panthers, really, in this last few weeks, really ever since the All-Star break, has been mostly playing, getting success on the road and it's been a thing of beauty uh five straight games in a row that the florida panthers have won on the road and majority of their games coming in this month on the road i mean after today they'll be playing five on the on the on the west coast and and a canadian trip as well in it as well so it's gonna be. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a long time before the Florida Panthers do play another uh, home game. Uh, again, so it's gonna. It's definitely gonna. Be this team is definitely going to be tested in the next few weeks. But so far, so good with this Florida Panthers team. And let's talk a little bit about where they were then versus where they are now, because sometimes it seems like just a little while ago, excuse me, not a little while ago, a long time ago, that they were just in this, I don't want to call it a funk, but just getting in their own way of the, when it comes to their play on the road, and then it was resulting in just being 500, four, four, and four through uh, the first 12 games. But without looking this up for everyone, Take a little bit of a guess of what the Florida Panthers' goal differential was during the first 12 games, 12 road games of the season. Take a little bit of time to think about it. I'll give you a second. The answer is minus one. And they were still 500. They were still having the success at home. They're still having that. They're still near the top of the Eastern Conference and near the top of the NHL, despite all of that. What does that tell me? That tells me that just a few bounces goes into the Panthers way. And the Florida Panthers definitely would have had a better start, of course. But it also tells me that the Florida Panthers were not too far away from getting road success neither. And the numbers really reflect that as well. Let, let's let break down where the Florida Panthers were at in, in the first 12 games from oct. Thankfully, NHL.com lets you do date ranges uh, based on where each team is. So for the Cats, of course, 500 points percentage, which is uh, good for tied for 15th. There were like five uh, other teams tied for uh, 15th. So literally average. Um, Goals for 2.83 in that stretch. Their goals against were slightly over. I mean, the shootout goals and uh, unfortunately do count. Uh, the Florida Panthers have, have had a few uh, few times where that counts towards their uh, goal differential. Unfortunately, um, power play percentage uh, not the best. Not the best for for the Cats. Uh, p- power play in that span was near the bottom, 29th in, in the NHL on the road. Uh, throughout throughout that span, and shots on goal per game, they they can still they can still generate a lot of shots regardless of whether they're at home or on the road. I mean, just talk to the Panthers about that one game against the New York Rangers in Madison Square Garden in early November. And here's another question for you guys: Guess how many times the Florida Panthers have lost by more than a goal on the road in their first 12. Take a little bit of a guess. The answer is one. And it was their game against the New Jersey Devils. um, The the second end of a back-to-back after that game against New York. Spencer Knight was starting on both ends of a back-to-back. Spencer Knight not having his best game. He did redeem himself by starting against the Devils the very next week at FLA Live Arena and getting a win. But... Also, that game against the New York Rangers the night before, the final score might have said the Florida Panthers have lost by one, but that game wasn't nearly as close. The Florida Panthers, their game against Washington, down by multiple goals. Goalies were in and out um, because of equipment checks. That game, in my opinion, even though the Florida Panthers cut the lead by one, just five minutes in the third, That game felt like it wasn't as close as the final score indicated. But still, after all that, a struggling power play, still getting a lot of shots on goal, only a goal differential of minus one, and they were 500. Just goes to show that they were just a few steps away from getting that road success. Goals against were 2.92 in the first 12. But in their last 14... Their goals against is around the same, 2.93. So 300th of a percentage point difference when it when it comes to the goals against, but how do their goals for look like in their last 14? You'll be amazed when you when you hear this. Uh, their goals for in their last 14 games, which they are 10 3 and 1 in. 4.21. So Almost a goal and a half more per game in these last 14. Their power play percentage, we talked about it, 12%, um, which was not (laughs) not good. It was good for 29th in the NHL. In their last 14, 28.6%. Where does that rank in the NHL? Number one in that span they are the best power play on the road in the NHL since January 6 like i said goals against is around the same but they're getting better on the special teams their pk percentage is sli- slightly better uh, uh, as well so their their pk percentage before in the first 12 games was 76 their PK percentage in this one was is at 79. So a few percentage points better. So they're doing it on the special teams. They're doing it on on even strength as well. So they're generating around the same amount of shots per game as well. 33.0 in the first 12, 32.9. So are, they average in in season on the road around 33 a game. Face-off numbers are better too. Um, 48.8% in these last four games versus... So a whopping 3%, which makes such a huge difference. This game is about possession uh, as well. And possession, generating shots, generating opportunities, generating penalties, putting teams out of position. That has been what the Florida Panthers have been able to do in these last 14. And I spoke about how the Florida Panthers have only lost one game in their first 12 uh, by more than – one goal in this last 14 games where they're 10, three and one more often in that stretch, they lost by more than one goal. Actually in all three of their regulation losses in that 10, three and one stretch, they've lost by more than a goal in all three of them, Calgary, Seattle, New York, right before the all-star break. And of course, this recent stretch of games they came out firing and it really and this power play that is on fire right now has really helped in this recent stretch ever since coming out of the all-star break and like i said there's some context here some luck went on the panthers side in relation to breaks so got to count their lucky stars and the road success has been a lot better than what it was and one home game here before they head on the road so it's going to be it's going to be fun it's definitely going to be uh a fun uh fun uh road trip as the Florida Panthers go out in the west coast for four I said five earlier but it's actually four in the west and then three of three games out in uh Canada so it's going to be a seven game road trip two different trips for the cats uh in, in this one right before they return at home against the Montreal Canadiens on the 29th so they're going to go 19 days without a home game. So that, that the Panthers are definitely going to be tested. Everything's going to even out as far as um road games. And it's all even it's all evened out in the schedule as well because the home success has helped the Panthers maintain a top spot in the East and even in the NHL. Now that road success is starting to get there so that when they do drop a few at home, it's all good. There's no panic on this team. So that that is the very very encouraging part of of all of this so we're going to continue talking about the Florida panthers and their quest in the trade deadline to pursue possibly a big fish or not but first we're going to tell you all about bet online it's that time of year where as college basketball tournament is finally upon us from all the latest odds contests and player props betonline.net is the number one source for all your support betting needs and info betonline.net Remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Second segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. If you're next listening today, check out the Locked On Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So we're talking about the Florida Panthers continuing to negotiate, continuing to make phone calls in relation to the trade deadline, which is 11 days away. Um we'll definitely be having a Something lined up in relation to the trade deadline. Uh, we discussed uh, last year based on the acquisition of Sam Bennett, Brandon Montour. At the time uh, when Nikita Gusev was on uh, conditional waivers for contract termination, he signed with the Panthers. So that was those were the three big ads uh, for the Panthers at that time. So the Florida Panthers are likely going to have two maybe three players new to this, uh, this Florida Panthers team come, uh, March 21st. So lots of, lots of, uh, excitement during this time of year and news around the NHL. Um, they're still among primary suitors for, for Jacob Chikrin, uh, according to Darren Dreger. Um, I still think it's very unlikely that the Florida Panthers do trade for Jacob Chikrin and also, I also don't believe Jacob Chikorin will actually be moved during the trade deadline. I think the Arizona coyotes can very well wait until the off season to make something happen. I mean, they're going to have a crap ton of cap space coming into the next offseason. I believe they only have like not even 10 people under contract for next year. So they're they're they, they can, they can make it work in the, in the off season. So I don't think, I really don't think anyone is going to trade for Jacob Chikrin, um at the deadline. The Florida Panthers aren't on Claude Drew with something we've talked about. And I'm excited and gonna continue wondering to see what in-person talks are gonna be between both management um teams of the Florida Panthers and Claude Drew. But Florida Panthers obviously aren't the only suitor for Drew. The Rangers and the Bruins are also teams that are in. But if you're Claude Drew. These are teams in the Northeast. Northeast hockey, as far as the rivalries, as far as the as and as far as the bad blood that they have with each other, is so much different than things down here. So is Claude Drew gonna waive his no movement clause in order to play for a team that he played against and called some of them rivals for many years and I'm not sure if I'm not sure if Claude Drew is willing to do that I mean he is a flyer for life I mean at least his legacy will always be with the Philadelphia Flyers there's a a little I mean when it comes to loyalty in sports it's uh when it when you're doing business sometimes there isn't any so sometimes you just have as much as you love a player sometimes you got to do. You gotta let them go to where they want to to be in order to compete for a Stanley Cup. Um, I'm not sure if New York and Boston even give him the best chance to win. Colorado's up there, Florida's up there, Carolina's even up there uh, above the Rangers and the Bruins. I mean, the Rangers—they're what's really contributing to their. Success for the most part has been Igor Shesterkin, and I think right now he's the favorite for the heart. I mean, as much as I want Jonathan Huberdeau to win it, I think he's the favorite right now. And can can they score and can they score in bunches in the playoffs? And of course, Drew is a big add, but that I, I'm not sure if uh, if he's willing to waive that no move clause uh, to play for any of those teams in the in the Northeast because it's, it's just so much different over there. Another, uh, another, uh, rumor that was, that's around Florida Panthers circles is the amount of teams that are linked to Owen Tippett right now, uh, according to David Pragnata of the fourth period, Dallas stars. Montreal Canadiens, Anaheim Ducks, Arizona Coyotes. All of them have been linked to Owen Tippett. Now They're now still linked to him. Of course, we talked about the the Flyers were not one of the teams listed on this, but they were actually, in fact, at a Checkers game the other day, looking as if they were scouting Owen Tippett. Dallas, Montreal, Anaheim, and Arizona all have defensemen, on the Florida Panthers radar. Dallas has John Klimberg, which I never thought at the beginning that the Florida Panthers were in on John Klimberg, but hey, um, they it, it's very unlikely that they're going to they're be able to pay him. Dallas wants to pay John Klimberg, but they have contracts, um, long-term contracts locked up with aging players and players who haven't really been available. Aging players like a Jamie Ben and a player that hasn't been available in Tyler Sagan at which with high cap hits too. So that has prevented them from pay, from being able to play, pay a John Klimberg as much as they want to pay him. And the Florida Panthers are probably in that same position where they're going to be unlikely to pay for John Klimberg. And he's going to demand a, probably a bigger trade than any of the other teams. Montreal has Ben Sherat um, who, Ben Chirot has also been rumored to be traded elsewhere. One of them has been the New York Rangers, but nothing has happened on that end. Anaheim Ducks, Hampus Lindholm, but there's talks about a possible extension. But right now the Anaheim Ducks are out of it. And they are ahead of their rebuild further than they anticipated. But the thing is, something that Jacob and I talked about was the youth movement that Anaheim would possibly want to go. They're, they're steps ahead they have, um, but they're likely gonna want to filter out some of the older guys and still bring more youth. So that's why I think Hempus Lim Home is likely to be moved. And of course, we talked about it earlier in this segment. Jacob Chikrin uh, with the Arizona Coyotes. Um, I would love, I would love Owen Tippett in a situation like the Arizona Coyotes. And that might sound weird coming um, as you hear this in your microphone. And here's why. A team rebuilding, a team, a team that you have a chance to prove yourself, a team that's gonna have uh lots of draft capital, and he's gonna have a little bit of time to get his game going in the next few years, so that if the Arizona Coyotes use their assets properly, use their cap space properly, Owen, Owen Tippett could use this time to blossom. And right now he's having a struggling time on a contending team but he's he's so young too that's the thing you can't give up on a guy who's th- this young in his nhl career but right now when it comes to a championship window for the cats some a, a guy needs to go out of the uh, uh, needs to go out and unfortunately in this situation owen tip it's that guy and you know you you think of you think it'll be the next uh first round pick for the florida panthers if they were to trade him to arizona um in the in the last uh five to ten years uh lawson cross is another one that was traded to the arizona ki- um, coyotes um and i i think lawson cross is also on the trade block as well for arizona as well so that is a that i hope for owen tippett if he does get traded to arizona Gets, finds a few years to find his, find his game. And then if they, if everything goes well in Arizona, especially with a new arena, if they get it done, if, then, then Owen Tippett can definitely have his game blossom to the next level possibly. So that, and that's more of a hope right now versus what's, what we've seen on the ice. And the AHL numbers speak for themselves. It's just really about, uh, finding his groove on the on the NHL level and finding a coach that believes in him, too. It's not saying that Andrew Burnett doesn't believe in Owen Tippett, but it's just a coach who's going to definitely challenge a person to take it to their next level. And we once again, Coach Q not being here anymore has affected a player like Owen Tippett probably the most as as a as a veteran coach challenging a young guy and getting the best out of that guy so hopefully hopefully for owen tippett that's uh, a better situation uh for him in the next segment we're going to discuss tonight's matchup against the philadelphia flyers as they will come to town for the second and final time it'll be the final game of this three game season series between the two the first all the first two were very close uh and the Florida Panthers came out with wins. But we're going to discuss more uh, on the next segment here on Locked On Panthers. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, as the Florida Panthers will have a home game today before their next seven will be on the road in the West Coast and in the northeastern part of Canada. So the Panthers uh, in their, I talked about how, the season series has been a little weird against the Pittsburgh Penguins, but that's not the only Pennsylvania team that the Florida Panthers have had kind of a weird season series against as well. The Philadelphia Flyers have kind of been in the same, not the same, but a different type of weird when it comes to the season series in the first matchup, their first game against Keith Yandel. Um, both teams had a shorthanded goal, and both teams had a power play goal, and both teams had a pair of even strength goals as well. So, well, Philly didn't have an even strength goal, but Florida did. But the 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 play that was like talked about around Panther circles, laughed about that that turnover by Keith Yandel resulting in Jonathan Huberdeau's shorthanded goal. Carter Hart was incredible, keeping the Philadelphia Flyers in that game. And the Flyers, even though they're not going to make the playoffs, they've had multiple double-digit losing streaks this season. They've challenged the Panthers this season, both times. Martin Jones was incredible the second go-round. 43 of 45 in their um, last matchup at home. That was their game, where they had their 11th win in a row to start the season. And that was a close but no cigar for the for the Philadelphia Flyers when it came to breaking the Florida Panthers' winning streak at home. Florida wins that one in overtime. Aaron Ekblad gets the game winner. And Sergey Bobrovsky was just holding down the fort for the Panthers, only gave up one goal as the Florida Panthers came out and victorious on that one but for the cats the i believe that was their only game this season where they didn't score a goal in the first two periods that was a game that was just very un-florida panthers like it was and it was it was a game where i also thought was never in doubt because we saw how this florida panthers team Scores and scores in bunches. They have yet to be shut out this season. And the fact that they were having zero goals heading into the third period and 45 shots total in that game, they're, they're the Florida Panthers were bound to get a goal th- their way. Um, right before right before getting it to overtime, Sam Bennett gets it really early in the third period and before, before the Florida Panthers found a way to win. And Bobrovsky, once again, he helped the Florida Panthers, like he has many times this season to, to help guide them to a win and held the fort. Like just like last game, um, when when the Florida Panthers had a lead against Pittsburgh, Bobrovsky shut the door down and didn't let Pittsburgh tie the game. And then the Florida Panthers found a way to add that insurance goal. And Bobrovsky deserves so much credit for what he's done. And He's been incredible in their two starts, in the two starts against um, the Flyers. But let's talk a little bit about some of the points leaders against the Flyers this season. Jonathan Huberdeau with four points, two goals and two assists. Aaron Eckblad with three uh, points, one one goal and two assists. Sam Bennett, same thing, a goal, two assists. Reinhardt got on the board. Owen Tippett got on the board as well in their first matchup. And and also some betting odds as well. Um, the Betting odds has this game at 6.5, but in neither of the first two games have this score exceeded over six goals. So if history repeats itself in this matchup right here, I'm going to say to go for the under on this one. Florida is favored um, by 1.5. on the spread money line is 365 on this one so the the florida panthers are definitely favored in this one as the as the philadelphia flyers continue to find their groove under their uh interim, interim head coach mike yo um after elaine vigno was uh fired earlier this season so the, the flyers are just trying to find their groove trying to find wins trying to find confidence trying to because they kind of reloaded a bit uh, in this off right before, right before thinking that it wasn't the issue with the coaching. And even though Elaine Vigneault was fired, there was still another double digit losing streak for this Flyers team. So it's a uh, it's definitely a franchise that needs a little bit of reconstruction going into the off season. and of course. There's questions about what they're once again, what they're gonna do with Rasmus for Stalinen, who they gave up a little quite a bit for, more than the Florida Panthers gave up for Sam Reinhart, which I was very surprised by. Um, I th- I think that Carter Hart is still very promising for the Philadelphia Flyers. I mean, he was incredible against Vegas Golden Knights. We talked about it. Um, 47 um of 48 um against Vegas just the other the other day, and just incredible what um, how how great Carter Hart can be at times and definitely a guy to build around uh, franchise-wise. And, of course, Claude Drew, what are they going to do about him? And I looked up when Claude Drew's 1,000th game was going to be in the NHL, and it's going to be next, Friday, next Thursday on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th against the Nashville Predators right before back-to-back where they travel to Ottawa. Will Claude be traded the day after that, or will he make that trip to Ottawa to play that set of a back-to-back? And then one more home game after that. Are they going to stretch out that home game um, on the 20th against the New York Islanders on March 20th at 2 p.m.? And then the trade deadline is the very next day. In between that, the Florida Panthers, after their game against the Anaheim Ducks on March 18th, they'll have five days off. And in between all of that is the trade deadline. So lots of activity for the Florida Panthers to possibly do in between that time and a lot of, uh possibly a lot of phone calls in between. Uh So ch- keep an eye out for that for March 17th on that 1000th game by Claude Giroux and see where the Philadelphia Flyers go from there. But right now we have a game tonight against the, Philadelphia Flyers at FLA Live Arena before the Florida Panthers head out for seven straight games on the road. The Florida Panthers will have a morning skate at 10 a.m. Uh, by the time this comes out, uh, the the morning skate would have already happened. Uh, we'll probably know who, who's in goal. We'll know a status at about Anton Lindell, possibly. I mean, I'm expecting Sergey Bobrovsky to start tonight. But we'll know more of his status on Anton Lindell. So follow to, on the page on Locked On Panthers and myself at Monoman12 and provide you those updates based on everything related to this Florida Panthers team. So trade deadline's a few weeks away and it's gonna be definitely fun as the Florida Panthers are have a big set of road games coming up in the next few weeks. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL and the Crosstalk NHL Show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day, and for your second listen of the day. Make sure you listen to today's episode of Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's being available wherever you get podcasts. Sarmanda Velez signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Words your team every day.